Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashev and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my brothers. This is... That's Jabil, and I'm Tasty. <laughs> and Tasty, can you brew it? Tasty. We don't have to have last names on this show. We just got names. <laughs> I used to just I used to have a regular name before I got on these uh, podcasts. Right. Until you became famous. I'm not famous. 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 Yes. I am sort of like known, I'm finding out, more than I even realize. Not, yeah. Not just on the internet. There you go. I get around in the... Uh, Local beer scene, you might have noticed that or heard that. Get around a lot. <laughs> More than you even know. I don't know how I do it, but I seem to manage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my kids uh they were they always uh cracks me up. They're like, Dad, you're famous. I'm like, Yeah, what now? And uh like, well, you know, such and such a school says you're in the list of Elk Grove's most famous people or <laughs> residents, uh, famous residents. Uh, well. uh, a Wikipedia page. Uh, you know, it's pretty funny. Well, I'll have to edit that. I think that's oh, I <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> First, got to find some. Now, Elk Grove is not like a hub. It's, it's already in danger people, of though, being so deleted. So, uh, it could be right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's uh, it's pretty funny. Well, like, I'm a, like cool. Yeah, people go like, "Wow, you're famous." Well, I said in small circle of like, yes, you know, in my own head, I'm famous. Well, and uh, well, I'm in, in the grocery in line room, the store. I'm Nobody famous. knows who the fuck yeah, I exactly. am. But I'm not famous. Exactly. So. Well, I told I'm you not on the picture in the magazine there in the racks. So. <laughs> I told you the story, didn't I? Of uh, I was down at uh, in Disneyland at JT Schmidt's with the family and the the kids, and oh. we were all at Disneyland and and. Uh, were there and and the waitress was trying to be extra helpful and she's like uh she comes up and she's you know what kind of beer would you like and i said uh can i just get a taste of the ipa and a taste of the you know stout or amber or whatever it was mm-hmm. and she goes uh well you know i can tell you about them you know what? What is it you want? You know, an IPA is. You know, I'm glad, well, oh. I, I understand what the beers are. I want to taste them to decide which one I want to drink a pint of. And uh, she's like, "But I can tell you about them." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I know all about what the what beer styles IPA are. Uh, IPA is and what a stout is." And uh, yeah, she's just trying to be extra helpful. And uh, <laughs> my daughter says to her, she. Do you know who he is? <laughs> yeah. And it gets embarrassing. It's it like, is. Oh. I'm like, dear, she doesn't know who I am. Don't know. She's not, not in my circle of six friends that know who I am. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, she didn't know. Your daughter didn't know how uh, right, bigger right. circle was. Right, right. I mean, you're, to your kids. I mean, you know, she's you know, not she... It's not a, you got magazines all over the house with your picture and that kind of stuff. She probably thinks that's it's right, God, he is right. a big fucking deal. <laughs> well, that's how I pretty much roll at home. I, oh, I see. Know. There, they have to about. Uh, well, you know, a couple of life-size posters of myself. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. numerous awards hanging sure, around, sure. things like that. Yeah. You know, a shrine. Yeah, I, know. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah, you could call it a shrine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's uh, you know, it's very important. Well, yeah, so your poor daughter would know that outside. <laughs> right. Right. That five thousand square foot house of yours, your that's the regular. But you're, you know, it just goes to show you. I mean, your kids, everybody's kids, thinks that their parents are, you know, tremendous. They're they're superhuman. They're, they're young kids. They're older yeah. kids. No, they just yeah. When they're young, you know, they th- they think yeah. When you're when they get older, they realize you're just a big old pile of whatever. But well, that's you know, funny. when they're young, I, I they had think my, uh, how 30, fantastic I, you are. I had my thirty year old son out for beers at Russian River with uh, a couple of his buddies. They were up from Southern mm-hmm. California and they went to. They're home brewers, and they were talking I'm about showing what a big deal you are. Well, <laughs> I, we did. They wanted to go there, which is fine. And uh, they're talking about opening a brewery, so they wanted to talk. I said, mm-hmm. "Well, I'll tell you what I know, and I'll show you their brewery there." And uh, so my son, I mean, he knew. You know, he's like your daughter. In the, you know, it was in a small. He's been to GBF, and he knows all about the Sam Adams thing. He was there for all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and mm-hmm. got to see all that, but. Russian River. I mean, I get up there like five or six times a year, and uh, it's they they remembered me there, so mm-hmm. I got to see mm-hmm. all that. That was sort of like awakening for him. <laughs> like, whoa, they know everybody there. Yeah, just happen to know all their names. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it helps having my beer on the wall there uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. on the chalkboard once a year. They, uh-huh. they remember that. Um, I'm sure Vinny makes sure they know who you are and. And, uh, you know, they're a good group of folks up there as well. Speaking, Speaking of good of folks. Good folks. <laughs> <laughs> that was obviously when I got it. Yeah. Uh, with those folks at uh, Northern Brewer. Great guys. Yeah, Northern Brewer. And uh, gang gals. Northernbrewer.com. Using it as gender, not specific. Gender, gender neutral. Yes. Guys. Yes. Yeah. Well, it has a male connotation to it. But, it does. Uh, uh, no, they're, they're a wonderful group of folks up there of whatever gender or uh, orientation yes. you might have. Right. And, you know, right. people like Jake, you know. <laughs> it's okay whichever way he decides to go. Exactly. That's that's perfectly okay. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if that's with other humans, but... You can say whatever you want about Jake. He doesn't listen to the show, I don't think. That's right. Yeah, he can't be. He might now, though. After we uh, well, get really get going. The good thing is, all all the his employees will be listening to this, and uh, oh, they'll get it. They'll, they'll 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 uh, we outed them a little bit here. Yeah, but that's all right. Yeah, they're probably looking for some direction as to what what his direction is. Yes, <laughs> or his orientation. Oh, I'm sure he's flapping around in the breeze like yes. a you know, like a giant windsock. Yeah. That would be Jake. Oh, we, well, we digress. So. <laughs> All those other people there in Northern Brewer, great folks who have a passion for homebrewing, and they have this passion. They want to make sure that you know your homebrew turns out as great as their homebrew, and they do that through ensuring that you get the best ingredients, the freshest ingredients. You get them, you know, in a timely manner. You get them at a reasonable price. You get uh, you know this wide selection, all the things that make for a great homebrew shop. 
And uh, you know when you're you, when you're looking for something special, first place I always go when I'm looking for a, a grain to for uh, you know um, a special beer, northernbrewer.com. I mean that's where we get all the you know a lot of these beers that we do. They have a wide range these these brewers of you know ingredients that they use. Yep. Yeah, just turn to northernbrewer.com, and uh, I, I don't know that we've ever really been skunked on uh, no. getting ingredients from them for, just, just, for all these beers. It's the kind of resource we need. Somebody's got everything. Yeah, somebody's got everything. And that's it. Everything in a uh, in a great uh, great package. <laughs> that's northernbrewer.com. You've got a package. Are you looking at it? No, see, thanks. We'll do that a great package. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so today... We wanted to uh, kind of continue our little series of uh, informational shows on cloning. I mean, we did one on you know cloning with extract, right. which is a question we get a lot of a lot of the time. Cloning beers that uh, you don't have a recipe for. How do you even get started? We, uh, we covered that uh, last show, and um, the other thing we wanted to cover today was kind of repeatability or kind of. Um, you know, we talked about this in in the previous show. You know, if you're trying to brew these clone recipes that we have given to us by the brewers, and then we validate it and give you some tweaks to make sure that you know it works on homebrew scale. If you're unable to clone the commercial beer there, perhaps there's something with your process. And one of the best ways to kind of figure out your process and reliably you apply your process to commercial clones is through uh, being able to clone your own beer. If you can't repeat your own brew twice and make it taste the same, then you got some issues that you need to work through before you'll really be able to successfully clone other beers or really you know, it's a great step in your in your brewing education. So that's what we want to talk about today is kind of cloning your own beers for uh, improving your ability to, to clone others. All right. Let's do this. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, we'll hear uh, Tasty's top tip top for tip of the day. cloning your own beers. Back after this. Hey, Jack, what you doing? Playing Warcraft? No way. It's TBG time, buddy. TBG? Get with it. I'm playing that brewery game. What brewery game? No, that's the name of the site, thatbrewerygame.com. What? Yeah, check it out, man. If you've ever brewed beer in your dreams or wish you could mash in right from your desk at work, you can. Kind of. With That Brewery Game, you can brew up a great batch of beer from anywhere virtually. Then you can sell it because in That Brewery Game, it's legal to sell your beer to the public create recipes, brew virtually, upgrade your equipment, upload labels, and test market your brand at thatbrewerygame.com. You still slinging pissed off birds into buildings from your phone? Forget that. Try making beer. Sweet. Register right now for your free account at thatbrewerygame.com. Brew. Drink. Play. Thatbrewerygame.com. to the city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh, 
know the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> oh, it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes... In my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your fing face right the f off your fing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber special secret elite bare bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy shit! NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Your Blickman Engineering. Think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the Intuitive Beer Gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The auto sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Hey brewers, it's planting season. Have you ever dreamt of walking through your own hop garden? Well, look no further than Woodburn, Oregon and the Crosby Family Hop Farm. Blake Crosby and his family have been passionately growing hops for five generations. And right now, they're taking orders for 2012 rhizomes for all retail and wholesale customers. The Crosbys know how to grow hops and are here to help you establish your family's very own successful hop garden. In fact, when you plant a hop rhizome from the Crosbys, you're using the same plant your favorite professional brewer bought his hops from. Friendly professional service, fast shipment, and quality hops at competitive prices. The Crosby family brings all of this to you. Call 503-982-5166. 
1-800-273-1866 or visit bcrosbyhops.com and let Blake Crosby and the Crosby Hop Farm help make your hop garden a reality. bcrosbyhops.com Hops from the Crosby Family Farm to yours. By popular vote from the Northwest Brewing News, HopTech has been voted the best homebrew shop in Northern California. Serving homebrewers for nearly 30 years in Dublin, California, HopTech carries more than 40 different kinds of hops and more than 60 different grains. Malt extract, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts. Open every day except Wednesday or shop online anytime at HopTech.com or call 1-800-DRY-HOPS, 1-800-379-4677. With in-store classes almost every Saturday, huge selection and a dedicated commitment to their customers, HopTech is one of the longest-running and passionate homebrew stores, period. And now, by popular vote, the best homebrew shop in Northern California. And don't forget their 15% military discount. HopTech. Visit today at HopTech.com. Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right, we're back. Okay. One thing I wanted to bring up, better beer scores or craftbeeru.com. It's a uh, interesting new way. I met these guys at uh, pardon me, GABF. And uh what they've got is an interesting new idea on learning uh the information you need to do well on the BJCP exam. As a matter of fact, to pass the BJC exam. They actually guarantee that you'll pass. If not, you get to retake the uh, the course uh, free of charge. They even guarantee satisfaction. Their, their methods for, for teaching, it's live, it's interactive, you, you're there with an actual instructor and uh, other individuals in the class. It's done online. So, uh, you know, the, the benefit to that, instructors will tell you, you know, a canned pre- presentation where you're just watching like a video or something, you don't learn. You know, that interaction is important to the learning process. These guys are, are instructors, you know, uh, instructional people by, by career, not just, you know, beer geeks trying to teach other beer geeks. It's actual instructors, and so they they know something about teaching and teaching methodologies. So that's why they can guarantee your satisfaction. If you don't like what you what you uh, experience before the end of the second course, uh, you, or second session, you can get uh, your entire money refunded. So they believe in 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 their product, and I, I think that's pretty pretty cool. And uh, you know, give you a, a good uh, chance at uh, passing the BJCP exam. So uh, if you're interested, and I think uh, everybody should be, because it's a great way to learn more about uh, brewing and better evaluate your own beers, uh, become a BJCP judge. I've always been very uh, uh, very much in favor of that. Go check them out, uh, craftbeeru, the letter U, dot com, to learn more. So check it out. All right, so Tasty. Give us your number one tip for uh, repeatability or, you know, cloning your own beer. Uh, let's see. Um, well, it's probably my number one tip would be on the cold side, but 
Uh-huh. You know, in terms of uh, to me, it's it's uh, maintaining a uh, well the fermentation in general, right? Uh-huh. But specifically, uh, fermentation temperature control. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can control you know, to whatever you want it to be. I mean, you can right. have a continually rising uh, regimen, or you could have a constant regimen. I, I rarely would recommend a dropping regimen, other than the cold crash. Uh, but yeah. Temperature control during fermentation. Mm-hmm. That can change a lot about your beer. Mm-hmm. And, which, of course, would certainly get in the way of you know, cloning your own beer or, for right. that matter, anybody else's. Well, that's an interesting point. I, I think, um, like you're saying, if you can't regulate your temperature or you can't regulate your fermentation process, then that would be you know, sanit- things like sanitation, uh, pitching rates, yeast health, and temperature, oxygen probably, nutrient levels. Sure. If you can't um, repeat those, um, your beer is going to vary wildly. I mean, just temperature alone. Right. If 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 you're not controlling the temperature and the te- you're counting on environmental temperature going up and down uh, and getting the same result, uh, you're just sorely mistaken. Even the same time of year, you tend to get different results. Right. Yeah. If you're in the time of year where it's, some days it's warm, some days it's cold, or mm-hmm. you know, some days it's crazy hot or whatever uh you're just you're just fighting an uphill battle now again it's what you know it comes back to the question well why do i really care that much well what you end up caring i found out is that really you know at some point you want to be able to get a recipe or again take your own recipe mm-hmm. and know what the result's going to be i mean mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. can't make your own beer and you like your beer that's that's just kind of sad that seems to me to put the whole thing kind of in jeopardy like why right. am i wasting my time what I, you know, my, I'm myself, you know, by myself with my lack of uh, equipment or whatever, I'm unable to provide, you know, a, a likelihood of a good outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, and, uh, you know, I, I think my one general tip would be when you're trying to, uh, striving for repeatability in your process is measure things. Measure and record. Right. Measure and record. Right. Measure and record. Right. You know, it's like my wife, you know, I love my wife, but when she goes for cooking, she's, you know, she doesn't record anything and her measurements are questionable. And it's like, you know, that line right there, that's half a cup. But she's, you know, around that line. Near there. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when it's uh, something low flavor, then it's not a big deal. It's something big flavor, you know. Yeah, was that a heaping uh, yeah, teaspoon it's, of curry, it's, or was it's, that a level teaspoon? Right, it so makes a difference. Yeah, it makes a difference. Is it hot peppers or something like that? Yeah. yeah, all that stuff makes a big difference. And and the same thing in brewing. You, know, you need to look at your process, and you need to be observing every little piece of the process and noting what's going on. If you're not going to remember everything, which normally you can't. Um, well, and that's the thing. People, a lot of times, um, you know, I've encouraged people to do this over the years. But what happens is they don't um, want to record everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's fine. But then you should have a standard set of certain parameters that you do always the same. And you have those written down once. And those are always going to be the same. Right. It's like, um, you know, I know you do a certain water addition, a mineral addition to your water. It's always the same. You start with the same amount of water. Mm-hmm. 
the same mineral additional water, right, to your yeah, water. Yeah. It's constant. And it's constant. Right. So you're not writing that down every time. No. You you know, know it. You have it written down once, and that's it. And but I, that's for every beer and done deal. That's just one thing I have constant. What you're saying, right. there's other things that I probably don't have constant, right, which right. I probably could probably adjust yeah. right Major. and uh you know you could do this with anything you could do it with uh you know your water to grist ratio right. uh, i use 1.3 mm-hmm. um it's always 1.3 you know it's always has been always will be and you obviously know. i on the other side of mine is completely variable right Remember, right yours is variable nine gallons of strike water no matter right. what the gravity of the beer exactly yeah. exactly so but i'm consistent it's okay it's your consistent exactly. that's the whole point of it is consistency because then you can adjust using other variables, but if you're, you know, letting certain variables swing without control, yeah, you're getting time. different results. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Remember the same way twice. That's not what you want. You want to do it exactly, the same way exactly. every time. And, uh, you know, you might do that with uh, mash temperature. There's commercial breweries where every beer is mashed at exactly the same temperature. They have, you know, certain, you know, water in certain conditions, and that's just how it's done. Mm-hmm. And if they want to change something else, they'll add like you know carapils or you know dextrin malts, things like that. By recipe, yeah, yeah, not by, by recipe, not by, not by mash down. Right. Um, so, you know, the the home brewer can do the same thing. The point is, you want to record all those variables that are changeable, measure, observe, measure, and you know record, and then you know it's repeatable as you go forward. Right. You know, time temperature you know volume volume that's what i've started doing recently is i i do 90 minute boils and what i'll do is i'll measure the volume you know of course i know my pre-boil volume uh-huh. and then after 30 minutes i measure my 30 right, right. what it's what it's after mm-hmm, 30 minutes mm-hmm. to get the the boil off rate that's matching right. the environment that i'm in because if it's mm-hmm, windy mm-hmm. and it's cold i'm gonna Your get boil, boil off, off rate, rate has changed right and if it's right, hot right. and the sun's on it it's gonna be a whole a lot different or if my tank's yeah. low or high or that's the way that I did it too. Yeah, thirty up. minutes in, you check it, and you, you adjust, adjust, and then another thirty minutes in, you yeah. know, after sixty minutes, you check it again, exactly, and you know, you adjust from there, right. and then you have thirty more minutes to make one more that adjustment. Well, I, I pretty much, and by the end, you should be hitting it. You yeah, know? I hit your hit your uh, yeah. your you know, your your starting gravity right mm-hmm. because it's, you know if you're trying to clone your own beer or anybody's and starting gravity, you know, it's ten seventy. You don't want to get, you know, 1065. You if you to, can't repeat the same gravity off the same grist, you know, multiple times, then you got some issues. You need to work on something. You need to work on that, yeah. you know, and it, generally it's volume. It's a lot of boil-off you know, rate is what really affects Boil-off rate, yeah, yeah. It really does. Well, and again, you know, a lot of times people don't measure their water. Yeah. You know, they just add water. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, there's water in there. But you need to... You measure that water. I hope our hope our listeners appreciate. I mean, I, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if I'm just being too geeky, but uh-huh. I couldn't imagine, you know, like making a beer, like for, not a beer that I like. So I'm, I have beers I make all the time, and of course I, you know, strive mm-hmm. to make those exactly the way I want them because I mm-hmm. want the recipe to drive the whole thing. Right. But a, a beer that I'm just making one time. Uh, what if it turns out to be like the best beer in the world? Right. Right. Like for instance, I I, I uh, go into a homebrew club meeting after this, and I brought some beer. Uh, Laurel IPA from uh, Julian Chirago's recipe mm-hmm. from Beachwood Barbecue. I was just down there. Good for you. I just had a bunch of Julian's beer. They're right. really right. good. Well, I made that beer. I love it. And, mm-hmm. But I, when I go lay down, head on the pillow at night, I don't fret about, I bet I can't make it again. 
I know I can't. Right. Because I had a regular brew day. I did my normal process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, there's the recipe. I can make that beer. Well, you took notes and all that, you know. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't, it, it's impossible. Right. So, yeah, that's one of my biggest fears is I make a beer I really like and I can never do it again. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. be really terrible. Right. Yeah. And then, again, getting control of the process lets you tweak the recipe mm-hmm. to match your result. You don't have to worry about, well, do I have to change my, my process here? I just change the recipe to get a different result. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do this. Let's take one more short break, and when we come back, we'll we'll dive more into uh, our tips and tricks for repeatability right after this. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Have you ever dreamed about attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Danstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2012 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition in the 2012 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth more than $3,000. From now until April 12, 2012, every Danstar yeast package you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2012 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and enter to win. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. A vial of white Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. 
When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right, we're back. We're talking about uh, repeatability of your brew process. Cloning your beer, cloning your process so you have the ability to, to go out and make it essentially any beer you want. So, so Mike, um, uh, tell me more about you know your process and the things that you measure and what you consider critical uh you know start back from uh you know you got your recipe now you're gonna you're gonna get your ingredients so what do you start to to worry about where do you look for consistency in your process uh, from the very beginning all right well obviously consistency is important so ideally you'd be getting you know the ingredients from the same place right Mm -hmm, at least mm -hmm. uh Similar ingredients from maybe different places. Right? Oh, oh well, before we, before you know, it makes me think of one thing: consistency in your recipe and your formulas. Mm-hmm. So when you're oh. using these these brewing softwares, they'll have like Tinseth, Rager, Mori, uh, Daniels. You know, um, have all these different formulas for IBUs, color, things like that. You need to make sure that every recipe you have using the same formula, because <laughs> otherwise, you use a different formula. You're, you know, no. you know, each time you're going to get, and you're like, well, sixty IBUs and Tinseth, and now I'm going to get sixty IBUs using the regular. It's like, no, 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 no. So be careful of that sort of thing. Use the same formulas all the way through. Put the same that way. That Doesn't matter which one you use. Yeah. Just pick one and stick with it. Right. All right. So sorry. Go ahead. I get what you're saying. So yeah. So you're sixty-five IBUs by Rager. Mm-hmm. When you brew your beer, you're going to at least know what that tastes like. And exactly. always like when you taste another beer, they'll say you're trying to clone yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can say, "Oh, I know what that would be on my on the regular form. It'd be about you know same right. 65 IBUs I'm tasting now." Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, so yeah, uh, off I go to the brew shop with my my recipe in hand. Uh, you know, the most critical thing for me is you know since I'm an all grain brewer is the is the uh, texture of the grist. I I have a Mm-hmm. You know, again, I'm trying to make Janice Brown Ale for the five five thousandth time. Right. I want to. I don't want to come up with something like, oh, it's not as malty as usual, or it's not. It's a drier than usual. Mm-hmm. I want it to be that beer, right? So I need the grist that way. Right. Uh, that's fine. My shop, you know, has had some issues. They, you know, I buy a lot of stuff for more beer because I do a lot of stuff on the spur of the moment. Don't plan them out. Uh, you know, that's some mill issues, but you know, I've got that sort of ironed out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I get the, a consistent grist, uh, you know. Consi- and of course, you know, always fresh ingredients. If one time you're, you know, using mm-hmm. malt you've had around for four months, and then other times you're using fresh mm-hmm. malt, mm-hmm. yeah, you might expect a difference. You should, you know, try to, 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 to you know, 
you know, go for like getting your ingredients as fresh as you can all the time. Right. Um, well, and that brings up a, an interesting uh, thought. Um, you know, you go homebrew shop to homebrew shop, you know, the mills are going to be different. Right. The supplier of the base malt you're using may be different. Maybe right. two different suppliers, two different maltsters. Right. The even at the same homebrew shop, a different employee weighing out your your uh, you know roasted barley or something like that. If you're getting it all thrown in one bag, and they're weighing you know an ounce of roasted barley, and it's actually an ounce and a quarter, and they're too lazy to pull the quarter ounce back, or, you know, all these little changes, you know, and whereas somebody else, you know, when they weigh it, they just keep pouring, and then once it hits it, they're like, oh, you know, Mike's a great guy. Give a little extra. Give a little extra, <laughs> no problem. And, you know, you, what you want is exact repeatability. Uh, I want seven and ounces. And he just thinks he's helping you out. Oh, seven ounces? I give him ten. I like that guy. You know, he's just going to make a big beer. All right. You know, so they're throwing extra in. Or other ones, you know, oh, that Mike. I hate that guy. Uh, you wanted seven ounces? You get six and a half. You know, I'll give you one hit. Yeah. You know, something like that could 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 be huge. So yeah. I always got my base malt as my base malt. And I got all my specialty malts in just bulk, you know, like five pound sacks, and then I'd put them in storage containers. And I would weigh out all my malts myself, and I would use you know to the gram. Right. That's by far the better way to go. I mean, you're you know you're mm-hmm. consistent that way. When you taste the beer later, you say, "Well, it's not dark enough." Right. You know, you can go from eight to nine ounces. Right. And then if I, the guy only gave you seven to right, begin with. Right. Now you're, you're com- he's messing you up. You know? So when it, when that was messed up, I would punch myself. Yeah. Well, yeah. At least you knew who In to the punch. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. At least you knew my, yeah, what it could have been. Right. But it was the recipe. It wasn't your, you know, some error in the ingredients. It was actually right. Right. Well, a yeah. You have, to, you have to be. You know. So that's that's an interesting thing. Um, you know, you want to. Some homebrew shots will let you weigh them yourself. Yeah. Some of them they, uh, you know. They encourage that. They, they're set up with bins, you know, out in the area, and you weigh it out and then, you know, and then pay for it. And some of them, they insist on doing it for yourself. Either one's fine. It's just you want it to be consistent. Right. That's important. So anyway, you get the grains. Uh, you get, you know, fresh ingredients. You get them there. You get them pretty close to the time you're going to brew. If not, keep them high and dry. Same, mm-hmm. of course, we talked about the grains. Same goes for the hops. You know, make sure you're getting hops that are, you know, reasonably uh, in uh Package correctly, and uh, you always want to make sure you check the alpha acid on your hops with your recipe. Mm-hmm. You know, your recipe may call for you know two ounces of cascade at five point five percent, but you may get some and notice that it's eight percent, which a lot of it's been running that by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you may go and adjust your recipe if you want to. If it's a dry hop edition, you don't you don't need to because it's mostly about the uh, the beta, not the alpha, and that's the uh, the alpha acid is what you're getting on the uh, on the packaging, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, ma- check the hops, uh, especially the bittering hops. I mean, uh, a 13 alpha hop uh, when it's really, you know, you got to listen to tens going to make a difference in your beer. Mm-hmm. Again, repeatability. You, sometimes you you're trying to make the same beer over and over again. Again, you're even your own beer. You got to adjust for that every time. Uh, the alpha is going to vary from crop year to crop year, or. Mm-hmm. Your shop may have a different source for the same hop. Right. There's multiple farms and yeah. and multiple fields, right. and uh, it can vary uh, field to field. You, right. you get a slightly different hop. Right. 
So you need to, you need to take that into account. It's not a, it's not a small thing, especially on you know lighter lighter IBU beers. You got a beer that's thirty five IBUs. Mm-hmm. You could easily creep up to forty or down to thirty just by not paying attention to that alpha. Well, and if you want to repeat something, uh, you know, it might be helpful to buy a larger huh. purchase of the ingredients True. like hops. True. That way, you're sure it's all consistent amongst that batch of ingredients. So you can make you know five I batches know. of that same yeah. same beer using those same hops. Yeah. Well, I do, there's a few beers I do brew all the time, and I I definitely buy those hops by the pound or. Mm-hmm. Multiple pounds because uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll go through quite a fit, quite a few in a, in a reasonable amount of time. Right, so it's good. that's why you want to stock up. If it's a hop you're going to use over like you know small amounts over three years, it's probably not practical to, to buy too much of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, beers you make all the time. That's certainly a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, stock up on that so you can have a more consistent. You don't even have to go in and check your alpha. Mm-hmm. Same as last time. All right, pretty nice. All right, so uh, yeah, we got the uh, nice, nice. Uh, got the hops, fresh hops, fresh grains. We're bringing it back and make sure that we got, you know, if we're going to adjust our water, that we pick up any minerals we would need for the water addition because we don't want to, like, make a beer sometimes with gypsum and sometimes not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just going to, you know, add another variable right. to, to make the beer uh, really come out sometimes quite a bit different. And a scale that's able to measure those, you know, water additions, because uh, where, like, a gram makes a oh. considerable difference. Oh, yeah. Um, you need to be able to measure in at least tenths of grams, if not hundreds of grams. Oh yeah, for sure. A gram is a big difference. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. like I'll be doing uh, as like uh, as as in salt. heroin and cocaine. Yeah, I get what you're As goes uh, brewing salts, you need to you need to measure those in very fine quantities. Exactly, gram would certainly be the uh, smallest increment for sure. So yeah, uh, make sure you, if you're going to adjust your water, you got everything to do that. Uh, you know. Things uh, like Warflock, make sure if you you know you're going to mm-hmm. use that every time, mm-hmm. you got to have it every time. So a lot of it's about stocking up on your on your supplies. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, if you uh, use hop sacks, make sure you're going to have enough hop sacks you know, for your beer. If you're today, you're making a beer that's got, got seven hop additions, and if you're you know maybe you poked a hole in one of your hop sacks last time, you got to make sure you bring all that stuff to the table so that uh, mm-hmm. on brew day you don't end up adding variability to, to the process. Because you don't have the equipment to uh, mm-hmm. do thing. I always, uh, the homebrew supply store, I always come back with some rice hulls. I make sure that's uh, eight ounces in every uh, every mesh. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I do. Mm-hmm. Then I keep uh, several pounds uh, on hand in case there's an issue ever. Because mm-hmm. I have some stuck mesh, which I've had before, but that's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just get all your tools. Because a lot of, I've had this happen, like, uh, you know, all of a sudden, a variable thing will come into play. I, I run yeah. out of propane, right? Mm-hmm. Well, do I have a backup cylinder? Well, you can tell the way I'm talking. Of course I do. Mm-hmm. But there's mm-hmm. there's the boil's going to stop for a few minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, make a note of the time. Stop the clock. All right. If this takes 10 minutes to replace, just go to your brew sheet. Change your, you know, the, the mm-hmm. times you're going to add your hops. Just go ahead and say, I stalled the boil. Well, and, you know, one thing I, I like to do was, um, you know, brewing repeatedly, brewing a lot, it really um, gets you into a habit and gets you into a habit on your tools and, you know, where you're, where you're putting your hoses, how you lay your hoses out to dry or you know, where you hang them. 
um, you know, how you clean things, how you have everything set. And it's, it's like being a professional brewer. You're, you get into this mode where, you know, these are your tools of your trade and you treat them, you know, in a certain way. You don't just leave everything lying around. You actually have a place for it. You set it up and, you know, you're, everything's, um, you know, much more repeatable that way. Right, right. Be consistent in that part as well. Right. Yeah. You know, knowing where your tools are, when you need them, and that they're in proper working order. Right. Uh, makes a big difference, you know. If your if your burner's having trouble putting out enough heat, all of a sudden, then you know that's a, a red flag. You need to, you know, not brew. You need to get that re- repaired, get that working properly. Um, you know, you can't, uh, you know, get the same result with less, you know, less vigorous boil exactly. than you're used to. Yeah, you'll you'll get the boil, but you won't have the again a consistent boil. All right, that you're, that you're, you're, you're looking for consistency. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, if you think, I, you know, if everybody has this, and the more you brew, the more it's going to happen. At the same time, the more that you brew, the more you should realize a lot of these things are preventable, like, you know, things that happen in the brew day, like uh, something, uh, host, you know, some uh, connector, the hose comes off of, off of its connector for some reason. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you put a hose clamp on there next time, and so over time, you correct these things. Right, but, right. Uh, a lot of it's about, you know, being able to react to things when they do happen and to make sure they don't happen again. Mm-hmm, again, mm-hmm. that's a big key to consistency. Is to take the variability out. That is, don't have any points of failure. Right. And if you do, make sure you have a remedy for it of some sort mm-hmm. that you can apply, apply on the spot. I'll tell you what. Let's take another short break. Our last one of the show. Uh, when we come back, I'll give you my top tip for colonial beer. Back after this. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. And now, Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World? Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent mouthfeel. That's just a crazy dream, or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of $7.99 Brew Saber Shipping, superior customer service, and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future. 
and our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new Snaplock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. All right. Ladies, gentlemen, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. And that's not all. You select your one item at 50% off, you will get yourself three free adult DVDs of your choosing, plus a free extra gift so sensual. We can't mention on the radio. Top it all off, they throw in free shipping on your entire order. It's a great deal. Go to adamandeve.com today for the special offer. You use the uh, code on checkout, C-Y-B-I, for Can You Brew It. You'll get the 50% off of one item. You get the free three free DVDs. You get the free extra gift and free shipping. It's a great deal. Uh, you know, uh, if you can find something there that you that that you can use to spice up your bedroom uh, or wherever else you uh, partake in uh, adult activities, uh, you just can't beat it. Good pricing, uh, good products. So uh, check it out and use that offer code CYBI at adamandeve.com today. All right, so we're talking about repeatability. And uh, my top tip. A tip from Jamil. Our closing tips. My top tip is, um, you know, try and brew those beers side by side, you know, quickly. You know, try and uh, get two batches done, completely separate processes done, back to back. And then do a triangle tasting, blind triangle. Have somebody else pour the beers for you. And if you honestly can't tell the difference between the beers then your repeatability is extremely high. If you 
or you know, pour them for somebody else and ask them if they can yeah. pick the odd one out. Yeah. Get a group okay. of people. You know, um, if if the difference is extremely slight to where you know you're really not sure which batch is which and all that, and then, you know, but there's some subtle difference there, then you know that's a pretty good level of repeatability. Mm-hmm. Um, if you taste wild differences between them, you got a lot of work to do. So it's a good way to kind of measure how your repeatability is now. If you have beers that, uh, you know, long time apart, um, you know, then packaging comes into it. I, I have had, though, Schwartz beer, uh, multiple batches over multiple years, kept cold, and boy, you know. Hard to tell. Hard to tell the difference between hmm. So, you know, it's possible to, you know, uh, do a, uh, you know, Triangle test, even with uh, you know beers further apart, and uh, if you can't tell which one's the older beer, things like that, that's that would be you know sort of a win as well on your packaging and things like that. Yeah, it'd be good exercise anyway, just to you know to, yeah. to, to refine your palate, just so you can tell the difference. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then you know when when you do have a difference between the two, and say you're doing them close together in time, then you go to your notes and see what was different, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. If there's nothing in your notes to indicate a difference, you probably didn't take enough notes. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. You failed there. Because if your notes say everything was exactly the same and the beers are different, then apparently not. They apparently everything wasn't the same. Because if if everything's identical, the beers, you know, can including your fermentation like Mike was saying at the very beginning of the show, uh you know, you know, then uh you know, there's uh you know, there's some difference that you're not recording, that you're not observing. So you need to be observant and record these things, and uh, that's how you'll you'll get to consistency. Yep. Big part of it. Pay attention to the details. Mm-hmm. The rest will fall in place. All right. Good show. Lots of fun. And uh, another great topic uh, suggested by our, our dear departed Justin Crosley. He's on vacation or something? Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't mean like he died. He just departed on vacation. All right. Well, and if you want to keep furthering uh, the Brewing Network and all the great, uh, wildly entertaining programming that we have here, uh, check out thebrewingnetwork.com slash store. Lots of goodies in there that uh, you can pick up and enjoy. And when you do, it goes to help the bottom line of the Brewing Network, and that means we can stay on the air. So go check it out, brewingnetwork.com slash store. Uh, Good stuff in there like BYO subscription. Click on that. Get a subscription to BYO, and half that goes back to the Brewing Network. Great magazine and, and a great deal for Brewing Network. Till then, brew strong. And often.